Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, it's Cardigan Talk. Plus, am I a child molester? Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. You sound a little like a, maybe a little flemmy. Are you flemmy at all today, Jordan? Could be. I, uh, I, I, I ate a whole pack of Starburst and then drank a gallon of milk. <laughs> okay, so I could That's see. probably what that is. I could see where that would come in. Jordan, we're on sort of a, a in, in show business, they call this a run. We're very hot right now. Yeah. Um, we've got the hot hand, is what we would call it, if we were uh, going to the bullpen mm. uh, for, our, for our best reliever. Um, we've had a stretch of the best in the business on Jordan Jesse Go. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had Mark Marin on the show. Sure. You remember that? We did. That was a lot of fun, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, but what about this? What about? He's. he's uh, I would say he is. He's. Uh, he's graying elegantly. Oh, very elegant. Mark Maron's on his way to being a silver fox. (laughs) You bet that guy is. Oh, man, that guy's killing him, killing him in St. Louis. Okay, Uh, last week we had Mr. Paul F. Tompkins on the show. Sure. Also looking very good, Mm -hmm. looking very well. Paul F. Tompkins really looks very well right now, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I I went and enjoyed the Paul F. Tompkins show last night. It was a blast. It was a blast and a half. Great, The great Paul F. Tompkins on the show last week. Sure. Now, here's what you're saying to yourself right now. If you're at home or if you're Jordan and you're not looking to your left or hadn't <laughs> greeted our guest yet, how could we... Or, or have an incredibly short short-term memory because of all the mushrooms you did in college. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what, the thing that you're thinking to yourself right now is how could we keep up that level of quality? Mm-hmm. There's, only a few people, there's only a few people in the business, frankly, that we could use to match that. I sure. mean, Judy Tenuta, Judy we were Tenuta. talking about earlier. <laughs> Um, you you may know him from his uh... Robert Bork. <laughs> That's another example. <laughs> most of the people, most of the people that could match that are, are are either Supreme Court justices or have been a candidate to be a Supreme Court sure. justice. Certainly, certainly, if we brought in Ruth Bader Ginsburg, right? That would, hey, that maybe would even match. former Surgeon General C. Everett. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you may you may know him from uh, his, his own a syndicated television program. You may know him from his television program on the Soap Soap Network. You may know him from the Oprah television program. The uh, I'm given all the all the like least credible uh, of his highly uh, of his uh, highly visible credits here. Um, you may know him as a stalwart of the alternative comedy scene o- over many many years. A nationally headlining comedian who's done all of the major television programs. The author of uh, uh, he's just not that into you co-author, I should say, and it's follow-up, the, the name of which I don't remember right now. 
Um, one of the absolute funniest guys uh, uh, around, Greg Barrett, with us. Oh, that's so nice. Because at the end of that, I thought you were going to introduce Candace Bergen. <laughs> <laughs> How can we keep this going? Ladies and gentlemen, Candace Bergen. How did, that doesn't sound like you her credits what? at all. I'm gonna and be, then she just comes in and shoves you out of the chair. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm going to be. I'm going to be totally honest with you, Greg. Yeah. If, if Candace Bergen walks in right, walks in here right now. Yeah. You're out. Bergen's in. Bergen's got to take the seat. I'm interested. That's. I want to hear what she's got to say. We got. We want to know. She's had a life for one thing her father's edgar bergen right the yeah. legendary ventriloquist yeah. of the radio yeah right <laughs> radio ventriloquism <laughs> the master of the, radi- the master of the radio puppet is it whose voice is it i don't know it's on radio it seems yeah. like it's a puppet well, you know puppet's voice you, you could have what's... given it any voice in the world and yet he made it sound like a ventriloquist puppet. i was surprised <laughs> i saw a clip from jeff dunham's television program and as i'm sure you guys can imagine jeff, jeff dunham is one of my absolute favorite comics sure. in america right but I was impressed to see that Jeff Dunham was ventriloquisting on his in the sketches on his program. So the conceit that this is a live on stage performance is gone. Right. However, he retains the idea that he should be doing this like that story of truth with his with his uh, Adam's apple going up and down. Let me ask you this: be- because he's doing sketches on his show with his puppet, do they play then different characters? Like for instance, oh, is it that meta? Does one Where puppet do Peanut a- then also now plays a I don't know, say an Irish barkeep, and yeah. Jeff plays uh, I don't know an Indian, a, say a lazy Mexican, mm. a lazy Mexican. Is you know, what I don't. That for. sounds so good. Yeah. I really want to see it. Go Actually, to that the thing. sketch that the, in the sketch that I saw, I believe it was just um, uh, Jeff Dunham yelling at his jalapeno puppet right. for uh, taking a siesta. <laughs> Uh, under a big hat. Wow, that's <laughs> that's not you know, awesome. that's not true. That's that's a lie. I don't he had that experience to, uh, earlier in his yard uh-huh. and just thought, you know what, this is sure. real, this, this is like real, real life. life. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't I don't want to defame the man, uh, but I heard a funny story about him, and I think I'm going to tell it. <laughs> I think you should. Oh, please, only tell it if it's defamatory. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, oh no, uh, I just I have a friend that I think shares his management, mm-hmm. and. Um, from what I understand, that the first the first episode of the Jeff Dunham show very highly rated, uh, and then the second episode significant drop fell in, off a cliff. Yeah, yeah, significant drop in ratings. And I guess uh, my friend was waiting to see the manager uh, on the day that um, they broke that news to Jeff Dunham, and they saw him coming out of the uh, coming out of the office uh, and just exclaimed loudly, like, "God, this is the worst day ever! I'm, I, you know, I think I'm going to kill myself." And uh, uh, which led me to think to like, like, Jeff Dunham, don't you realize you have a ventriloquism television show? Like (laughs) the fact that that even the fact that that even is happening is amazing. Right. And that your manager says things like on a daily basis, like, um, yeah, the puppet's going to need a suite. Yeah. yeah, sorry. The puppet will need a sweet. Yeah, there will be a yeah. A you will need a, you will need a sweet for the puppet and puppet drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we so have... three first class tickets is what we're talking about. <laughs> yes, yes. He collects and restores. The jalapeno rides in the plane, or it doesn't go, or it doesn't go to Australia. So mm-hmm. I don't know how you guys are working it. He collects and restores uh, famous ventriloquist dolls. This is a true oh, wow. so fact. He's kind of an, he's an that archi- I read in the New York archivist. Times. The New York Times has uh, uh, two classes of articles in its you know feature arts section. Mm-hmm. One is 
here's a story about how fancy a fancy thing is. And the, the other one, the other one here's is... Here's something that's not usually made of gold, yeah. but they found a way. <laughs> the, the, other one, the other one is is basically, you won't believe what they're enjoying in the provinces. And they, <laughs> they, made, one of, they made one of those about uh, Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham really came off like a, a nice guy, especially considering how racist his act is. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, uh, and he really seemed he really like it, it really he really reminded you of just like uh like an uncle who got married like your uncle who's married but doesn't have any kids mm-hmm. and is really into his hobbies and is kind of a sweet guy um only he also can fill an arena in like durham he can well and mm. because the new york times will because they refer to you as mr dunham Right. So it's always like That's well, Mr. What it Dun- is. Mr. Dunham enjoys, you know, you say, oh, well, he's Mr. Dunham. Yeah. He must enjoy, he restores puppets, but he also drives a Hummer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> over you and yeah. uh, with his puppets and his hatred of uh, all things different than he. <laughs> do, you think he do you think he claims a right to the carpool lane when he's driving his you Hummer? You know he does. And he does have a Hummer. I've seen it okay. outside the Comedy Magic Club. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's one of the ones that's got a big silver thing on the front. Uh, for killing. And, uh, <laughs> no, this is good. Yeah, I mean, like killing, a, not not killing people, about, just killing your spirit. You're okay. talking about and, like a cow catcher? Yeah, like, thing, it's like on the like front, a, of, well, you front know, of a like, locomotive? Some of the Hummers have like a, an enormous grill. You I know what I think? I don't know how to take in a Hummer when I see it. I actually can't, I can't, I can't, re, I can't draw it for you. Right. The process is too much for me. My estate won't allow it into my head. Right. I would think that if you wanted to build a cow catcher that captured people's hopes and dreams, mm-hmm. you might build it out of a sort of chromed dream catcher yes two oh. chromed dream catchers that meet yeah. at a point right and well, I, strung, bet, I bet jeff dunham's not into indian bullshit though <laughs> so he's I think not that, gonna uh, that's yeah we keep them on the reservation he'll say exactly. but with a puppet that's adorable but he <laughs> like wampum he, yeah. he does think they're <laughs> fire fire water maybe. fire water good yeah he does think they're very admirable though Let's be clear. He admires the Indians. They use every part of the buffalo is something he might say. Uh Uh-huh. Trail of tears he'd throw into. You just say that. Right? Just say it. Um, uh, The the great Greg Barrett here, uh, Jordan Morris. I'm Jesse Thornton. We'll be back in just a second with more of Jordan Jesse. Go. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Oh, with us, one of the best in the business. Uh, just one of the funniest men around, Mr. Greg Barron. A pleasure to have Greg Barron here. A joy. No, thank you. It's a joy to be here. Um, Jordan, I have one concern. Okay. Uh, just going into the rest of the, for the balance of this program, it seems like, I'm just looking around the room, it seems like you're not wearing a cardigan at all. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I tweeted about it. That's... I, I, let, I, let, I put it out yesterday that tweet, the cardigans would be worn yeah. uh, on this particular well, that's, I mean, well, broadcast. That's, well, that's, that's on me. That's my bad, okay. guys. If, as long what? as you take responsibility. I'm sorry, and if you'd like me to leave, I All will. I ask is that you accept responsibility for your mistakes, Jordan. Sure. absolutely. No, Jordan's okay. not yet an adult. And now you have to make amends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when, when Jordan decides he's going to be an adult to get himself a cardigan, he'll grow up. But yeah. until such until such time, we will see him in t-shirts. You know, Jordan, it's it's and funny. And his beanie with a propeller on it. <laughs> it's funny, you know, uh, 
it's too bad you're not wearing a cardigan. I actually, mm-hmm. I got you a, Greg, there's a Christmas present right there on the table. It's not for you. My apologies. Oh, that's right. Maybe you could pass it over to Jordan what? here. What? Go. I got you this Christmas present here. Are we going to open it on air? Yeah. Or on of a... course we're going to open it on air. Jordan's. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I, I, let me just, this is a very nicely wrapped present. I did too. a pretty good job. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to act like I didn't do a great job wrapping that uh, present. Yeah, well, don't. Black and white paper, a kind of a matching silver ribbon. Uh, with a snowflake attached to it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's a snowflake card. It says, To Jordan from Jesse. Oh, I didn't That's read that. That's me. Oh, I can confirm that. It yeah. does indeed say that. And you know what? Correct spelling all the way around. Yeah. Even on from, which can get tricky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Greg, I'm, I'm a good rapper because I used to work at Borders Books and Music. Oh, you did? That's Long story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, I did a lot of rapping. I got pretty good. <laughs> it's, well, it's, self, it's evident. I mean, it really yeah. is. Yeah. I, mean, I was impressed. A lot of good, a lot of angles. I expected Jordan to be wearing his cardigan today, which yeah. is how, uh, which is why I got him this particular. Gift. Oh, this is great! Uh, new pipe. It's a oh, new, new pipe. Look at that pipe. Uh, this is a tobacco pipe. It's uh, oh, very nice. I don't know what this wood is. Uh, I, I don't. I can't remember. I, I'll tell you about it some other time. I, I, I learned a little bit about pipes mm-hmm. because I wanted. I thought you might enjoy having a nice pipe. This is a very nice pipe. So now, I know you, once in a while you enjoy a pipe. Do you, I do. What do you do? You Borkum riff? How do you do it? Yeah. How do you go with it? Uh, uh, no, I, I don't know. What do you mean? What do you ask? Borkum riff. That's a mean. type of. That's a tobacco. Oh, Borkum no. riff. That's a that's a pipe tobacco. That's no. a pipe tobacco, Jordan. God, I don't know. No, one you know, day I'm he'll not, grow up. I wish I, I smoked a pipe because I think they are incredibly cool, and I don't like smoke. I don't. I'm not a smoker yeah. of any kind. No, you know, it's it's. It, I I bought one for a prop one time, and I'm like, oh, I should be actually smoking this while I'm supposed to be smoking this. And yeah, and I, I found like I really enjoyed it. So I like, you know, maybe maybe once a week while I'm, uh, you know, just just uh, go outside have a pipe. Mm-hmm. I realize it's kind of like an obnoxious affectation a little bit, yeah. But um, but I genuinely enjoy it, so I feel like I'm I'm making it okay for myself. Well, Merry Christmas, my friend. Enjoy Thank you that very pipe. much. I, I am going to enjoy this pipe. That's a nice, that's a nice pipe. <laughs> and a dog ran in. <laughs> Just on cue, oh, Coco ran in to say oh, hi. That's great. Um, okay, so I have this concern that, I, and this is this is also related to the issue of being an adult and. And so on, yeah. And also related to Coco. So I, I walk Coco every day. It's my job to walk Coco, like a sure. big, like a big boy. Yeah, like a big boy would. Um, you know, I take care. I, if I wanted the dog, I had to take care of it. Yeah. And uh, I do. I so I walk Coco through the neighborhood, and you know, when when, we, when I was living in Koreatown. I'd always, you know, there's no time when my area of Koreatown was not full of Mexican babies. Um, we're talking about babies from uh, tiny baby can't stand up to roughly four years old mm-hmm. at all times mm-hmm. at, on all streets. There's Mexican babies. And I, I, Coco really loves kids and is really sweet to them, which is good. And I try and encourage her to be nice to kids and like spend time with kids because I think at some point before Coco's gone, I'm going to have kids and mm-hmm. I'm going to want her to get along with them. You sure. know, I want to want her to feel comfortable with yep. little kids. Not murderous of them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Or to see them as snack food or sure. as... Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly, um, and so I when I walk Coco, I I introduce her to the little kids. Like little kids are always really excited to see Coco, and I say, "Oh, do you want to say hi? Like, do you want to pet her or whatever?" And here in this neighborhood, it's a, there's a lot less kids, um, and the kids that there are are inside of houses. They are not uh, out and about, right? Um, in the way that they were in Koreatown, and. Um, 
And that's just kind of, I, I honestly, like, it's really fun to introduce my little doggy to a kid. Like, it's just great because the kid loves the dog. The dog loves the kid. Mm-hmm. Like, kids could, like, poke Coco in the eye and she thinks it's delightful mm-hmm. and wants to lick their fingers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm walking the dog in, in this neighborhood the other day. There's uh, So what you're saying is you like to walk around and meet kids with your dog. Yeah, which basically. is not, and that doesn't sound as crazy right. as it is. No, right, absolutely. it's not crazy. It's, like, <laughs> it's perfectly reasonable, don't, Greg. Don't get us wrong; it's very creepy. <laughs> yeah, okay. it is, right? Yeah, I, yeah. in your cardigan. I, I'm walking around, <laughs> probably dressed more or less like this. I think yeah. that's fair. I, I'm, I'm dressed right now. I'm dressed uh, because I, later this afternoon I have to go to my wife's office holiday party. Well, you're, you look I'm, perfect. I'm wearing holiday yeah. party garb. And um, I, I'm walking the dog, and there's a little kid out on the um, lawn of a house uh, right around the corner from mine. And a little boy, maybe like I'd say four or five. Um, and the kid yells out, uh, I think he yelled out, is that a boy doggy or a girl doggy? And I said, she's a girl. Do you want to say hi to her? And he's like, oh, doggy, you know? And so I take her up to the, the gate. There's one of these gates that's at the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, of the fence, and uh, I sort of pick her. I, I sort of pick her up and sort of hold her where the little kid can pet her over the you know two two and a half three foot high fence. And just as I pick her up and the kid is holding her, this giant dude, just enormous guy, steps out of the front door of this house, which is maybe twenty feet away. Okay. And as the guy steps out. The little kid looks around, sees him, was obviously the little kid's father, and bolts for the dad. Just bolts for the dad. This kid who engaged me, actively engaged me, and just runs for the dad. And the dad goes, hey, how's it going? Like that. In that, <laughs> yeah, in that, what, right. in that kind of what are you doing kind of yeah. way. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, Hi. So, what are you doing in my neighborhood? Hey, how's it going? Like, this is a tone that, frankly, people in my neighborhood usually reserve for ethnic minorities. Yeah. (laughs) And that they presume are are trying to break into cars. Um, And uh, and I say, hey, he just wanted to meet my dog. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. And you said bye. Did you sprint off? I think I may have limped off. I oh, think okay. I may have been physically injured by the force oh, of how, this man. How old was the kid? Like I said, four, four. You, five. Yeah. You feel yeah. like the kid five. was trying to set you up. You feel a little set up by the kid. That's the thing. The it was, did, a, it was a bit of a setup because. Yeah. Well, but also, there's a lot. There's a lot wrong. With, there's a lot of things happening in this story because mm-hmm. as a as a parent right. of a four year old, sure. like right. as soon as you have a kid, a couple things happen. First off, if you own a dog, even if it's a dog that you love and you sleep with. That dog immediately becomes, get out of the way. That is who that dog becomes. Sure, so the right. dog that you used to love and cherish once you have a baby now becomes, <laughs> could you please move? Why is he in here? So that's A. Right. B, when you have like a four-year-old, um, everyone is a predator. Anyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone's right. a predator and you're taught to be on the lookout for handsome men in cardigans with like the, the – you look so – the way you're dressed Faggoty right now. guys is what you're but saying. But you look yeah. so put together, it's suspect. Sure. <laughs> with, that, with you and a dog, I'm like, that guy's what's, up to something. What's his No angle? one looks this good around here. This guy looked like he walked out of a time machine. Look, he's wearing brogues. Mm-hmm. He's got a dog. Something's up. And you've got a sack full of right. giant lollipops but that you're handing out. But at the very end, out. I have yeah. to say, who's four-year-olds in a yard by himself? Let's talk right. about that parenting. So at the end, 
you know, it's that, a safe it, neighborhood. That's but a, still even with a four year old in but, Los Angeles. But I'm going to be Greg. Here's my I I don't take issue with this man. Sure. This man is clearly he's nervous about his kid. Yeah. I can understand Mostly that. Mostly nervous. I, I think you know children. Children are something to be cherished and protected. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we can all agree on that from point. their parents. Yeah. 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 Um, my They're issue. Not, let's go out. Of, let's not. Don't kill him. Right. Exactly. Don't, don't, <laughs> even, don't kill kids. Not even if it's by poisoning or some other less violent manner of right. killing them. Right. Um, my issue is with this kid who I think sort of betrayed me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this kid really like. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, Jordan said he set me up. I can't honestly say that he set me up. Um, I, I, you know, little kids have short attention spans. Um, they get excited by things they see. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he saw a doggy. He just wanted to take advantage of this opportunity to see and yeah. pet a doggy. Yeah. I, I can understand that. It, that's normal. That's totally normal. But to turn tail and run, yeah. essentially, you know, this kid probably can't read and write. But if he could read and write, he he might as well have just handed a note to his dad that said, this man raped me. <laughs> As as the dad was yelling at you, did he do a thing where it looked like he was scratching his face, but he was giving you the finger? <laughs> I just want to know when he took the time or, to write the note, or did yeah. he? Because <laughs> or did he do that thing? Maybe, maybe well, where he probably like, pre makes them. He pre makes them because yeah. it's his little hobby. This guy, right? Is, uh, setting up the neighbors. One of those, <laughs> right? He could have done one of those things where he kind of pulls up the waistband of his jacket or his sweater to show me that he's got a gun tucked into his oh, pants. That would have been great. That would have been great. You know what great. I mean? Like yeah. that's basically the tone that this guy. And the guy was could not have been more friendly and could not have been more aggressive. Yes, at the same time. That, yeah, that is the. I think that is that's just the nature of being a dad because uh-huh. uh, you're in your neighborhood. So mm-hmm. certainly you might. This could be a neighbor, but right. it might also. So it's you know. But what am I? Here's my. Concern. How's it going? How's it going? That'd be funny. Yeah. If he, like, what, what, what are you, you doing? <laughs> What's going on? How you doing? I'll do like when I make a television when I when I make a TV pilot based on this incident. Greg Barron's playing the dad. He just oh, nailed I it. I love that. Thank you. It'd be funny it. if he invited you in for coffee, but maintained that tone. Uh-huh. So you married? Uh huh. I don't know. How's <laughs> how do you like it? You want cream? Do you? <laughs> Cream. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> All right, sir. And my concern is we're new I to the I see you're admiring my Blu-ray player. <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's a nice sweater. Do they make them in men's? Uh, <laughs> stuff like that. Joke. Just slams. Yeah. Um, uh, here's, my, here's my broader, deeper concern. Uh, we, we just moved to the neighborhood yeah. two months ago. Um, and this guy, he's got a corner house. He's clearly a member of the Neighborhood Association. I mean, it's obvious. If, if not from that, then from the fact that outside of his house one time, uh, there was a sign posted that said, there have been several, uh, there have been a string of car break-ins. Please be on the lookout for suspicious persons. Yeah. Uh, which means ethnic minorities. And, um, you know, it's clear that he's a scion of this community. Sure. Uh, whereas I have a scion. That's all. I- <laughs> <laughs> the, has this whole story been building to that joke? Oh my! Goodness. Was that joke thought that up wasn't earlier? Even, that wasn't even really a joke. That was just <laughs> me pointing out. Sure, you bra- bragging. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically bragging. Um, uh, so my concern is that word is spreading through the neighborhood. Uh, if you see, uh, if you see a man who's too young to be wearing a necktie, uh, he's he's 
probably a child molester and possibly a car breaker into her. Mm. Or a Jehovah's Witness. So he's one of those three things. He yeah. Could be, he could be part of the Brotherhood. Yeah, but you know, the Jehovah's Witness, they don't got the fit down like I do. No, they don't. And they're yeah. not going to go ahead and mix camel with black yeah. and then mm. have a brown brogue. That's a navy. That's a navy, Greg. Is, what's navy? You don't have the you don't have the light. You don't have the light on. I don't you. have my glasses on. That's what. Oh, <laughs> oh that is a navy. Yeah. <laughs> well, hello, color navy. me surprised. Hello, hello, navy. hello sailor. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's a dangerous situation. I don't know if you guys have any advice as to what I can do to ameliorate the possible problems that could grow out of this. Um, I'm worried that I'm going to go to the post office next week and there's going to be a picture of me on the wall (laughs) wanted by the Neighborhood Association. Could be. Be on the lookout for this guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What if if ordinary behaviors that I uh, undertake, like parking my car, Mm -hmm. um, for future dog walks, certainly, um, what if they meet suspicion from the community? Well, I throw some sort of block party and just just try and act as heterosexual and non-child molesting as possible. Yeah, that, I think that's really the way to do it. Backwards I mean, yeah. baseball cap, bring maybe? Them into, bring them into your yard yeah. uh, and let them know how you do I'm it. I'm concerned that my attempts to act heterosexual might come off as those as kind of a child molester's uh, uh, a child-attracting techniques, like backwards baseball caps. Mm. Uh, yeah. Or if I was trying to act heterosexual, I would do something like, Oh, don't heterosexuals love giant lollipops? Right. <laughs> right. I would make a mistake. You would, yeah. <laughs> I would err yeah. is my concern. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Lederhosen I, would be a bad choice. Right. Or if which, you're going to play the hetero card. Right, exactly. And I'm from San Francisco, so I don't know a lot of straight people, but I did go to Switzerland as a child. So sure. I saw some traditional garb. I assume that's what straight men wear. Certainly many of the most uh, sort of the most masculine men I've experienced in growing up uh, were wearing uh, leather shorts and pants of various types. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. Maybe um, just stroll yeah. around with Teresa and just, just give her a really obnoxious French every 10 feet. All the time, yeah. That's, talk, a, yeah. that's a pretty good solution. I yeah. like that solution. It's yeah. sort of like uh, – um, uh, it, it's, be real presentational about it. It's sort of like mm-hmm. it, I, I see it kind of as in the way a new age mystic would go around with with like some sage mm-hmm. smoothing things or whatever that's called when you yeah. when a new age guy waves yeah. sage around. Yeah, it has a funny name like smoothing. I, I think can't it is remember. called smoothing. Yeah, and it, yeah. So I would essentially be smoothing followed by a beating. I think. <laughs> if you if you, yes. you smoot in my house, I'm going you to beat smoot. you. Yeah, I, I think that's okay. Great. So basically, problem solved. Does that seem? Yeah, these are all these are all valid solutions. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, you're gonna eventually you'll become sort of uh, you'll become part of the character of the neighborhood, right? And when new people move in, the other neighbors will say, "Don't worry, but he's fine. He's he takes straight. some. He takes some getting used to." We it's, were worried too. Yeah, we, we were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's fine with your kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's swarthy, but he's Scotch Irish. Yeah. The thing about him is he just doesn't run fast. So it's yeah. really not a big deal. Like you can catch him. Nobody nobody who can't run, you know, it will be fine. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll be back in just a second with more of Jordan Jesse go. Jordan Jesse go. I'm Jesse Thorne America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris boy detective. Uh, and Candace Bergen. 
Candace Bergen. That's a great. That's great. Yeah, it's a great we, nickname. We invite we invite our we invite our uh, our guests to create their own nickname if they'd like. Yeah, and I like Candace Bergen. I mean, it has who bar- doesn't like Candace, now, Candace Bergen is great. Now, yeah. Candace, I don't Still know if this too. wound is too fresh, but <laughs> the whole Dan Quayle thing. <laughs> can we talk about that? Hurtful. Can we yeah. talk about Dan yeah. Quayle? Um, it's I, I'm I don't know if you you guys have noticed I'm a little bit hoarse today. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday I went to a high school football game. Oh, for, uh, for just personal, like, <laughs> well, yeah. they, they, this whole, this, they this episode is very predatory. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just like so dog. creepy. Every, for photography every, you just keep getting in deeper and deeper. Yeah. My, uh, my wife's cousin is uh, a senior in high school and he is a football star. Um, very muscular. Just has a great, <laughs> he's taught. He's, yeah. You know? He's really uh, he's got a he's he's cut. Uh-huh. He's a boy. Um, is, there's a buoyancy to his I'm ass. A, yeah, a, <laughs> I've been a, doing a some kind of uh, ass buoyancy. I've been doing some what you I, I guess you would call it prep school locker room reporting. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Sure. Um, yeah. I I have I I've had, been to that site. I had only been mm-hmm. to Jordan. You went to you went to a normal. What are you, you Greg? You're from, you're from the East Bay or something like that, right? No, Marin. You're from Marin. Really? I grew up in San Francisco in Marin County. Where did you go to did you go to high school in Marin? Yeah. Where did you go to high school? Redbird High School. Oh wow! So my my wife's cousin goes to uh, my wife's cousin goes to Marin Catholic High School. Yeah, right down the street from where I lived. Um, I lived and in, I lived in Ross. And there you go. And so um, uh, this is like uh, uh, you know it's a it's a Tony it's a Tony school a moderately Tony school um, and it's not as it's not really a football school necessarily it, but um, you know they made it all the way to the state championships that's why the, the football game was down here. Jordan, I of course went to school. Oh, they were, was this the was where they were playing Marin Catholic? Yeah, Marin. He, he was playing for Marin Catholic. He plays for Marin Catholic. He's from Marin, right? And they were down here. And playing. they were down here playing against the Southern California school for the state championship. Compton. Uh, <laughs> Compton, yes. Is that right? No, it was because um, it's the Catholic school. That sounds like a Catholic. pretty. That's I, hopefully they would have that's a lot of differences a, at first, but in the end, God. realize that they both I mean, loved football. We just, Jordan, we just wrote a movie. Yeah. We just wrote a movie. So let's go ahead and put a pin in that, yeah. and then get that into development on Monday. We're calling it "Bring It Here," mm-hmm. a football movie. Bring it here, Bring yeah. It. Um, uh, Jordan, Jordan, you're you're from Orange County, sure. So you and you went to a normal high school, yes. Like that's, if I know one thing about Jordan Morris, it's that he went to a normal high school, like from a high school movie. Um, did you was going to the football game something that people did in your high school? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Um, and I uh, and yeah, and I did it. I did it too. Um, you know, but kind of the you know what would generally happen is that there's you know kind of a pocket that watches the football game, and then yeah, you know the another pocket that was just there for you know just general socializing, and then you know you'd go to a Denny's or something afterwards. Mm-hmm. Right. And, I uh, I went know. to my whole high school career. I did go to one. High school football game. My my like childhood best friend played a couple of years of football um, before he decided he was too artistic to play football um, uh, for a Catholic school in San Francisco. Um, and I went to one of his games, and I just remember just thinking like I don't enjoy watching this. Like this is not something I want to participate in at all. Football, the, the game of football. That's the thing. I, I like football fine. I I like sports just fine. I enjoy sports. Uh, but high school sports, I, it's weird to me. 
It, the whole thing is weird to me. But I'll tell you, I went to this football game You don't yesterday. like the size of the players or the quality of play or mm-hmm. the... Uh, it's the more guy, the they, shape of the players, uh-huh, I would say. I get it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, and I don't want to put too fine a point on it, Greg. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't like the, the, the sort of struggle that goes I on like with the... like someone who's a little more developed yeah, in their football skills. Saying. Oh, you don't yeah. like... What you don't like is marching bands that have uh, brass arrangements of popular songs. Um, okay, That's so... That's what you don't yeah. like. I want to I get down to brass tacks about some of the things that were going on in this football game. Uh-huh. Okay. Number one, I have a question for this is for both of you guys. I don't know, Greg, do you have any experience with high school football? Well, I you, do. I'm sure I, you were, I, I you had were the quarterback to the, of the I team. Had, I had to go to the games because I was on the team, and yet I played as much as your average fan. Right. So <laughs> I, uh, I had a very bad experience. In my experience, I've, I've uh, talked about quite a bit, but, my, but the only compliment I got in four years of high school football, I was a senior, halftime of a game that we were losing. I was the second string fullback. The first string fullback was a guy by the name of Ken Flax. Ken was having a crappy game. Coach Kenny gets, Flax. Kenny Flax. Coach gets us in the, went on to throw the hammer in the Olympics. K Flack. Ken uh, <laughs> K Flack. We didn't have that back then, but he would have been K Flack, and I love Probably. that. Uh, this is the only compliment I got. The coach gets us in the locker room and he goes, We got a guy out here, number 44, Ken Flax, running like a pussy. We got guys like Greg Barron here who work hard all week who will never see the field. <laughs> so that was, and that was at year four. So at that point, I realized, oh, I'm not going to ever play. Like, it never occurred to me Did that you? I wasn't ever so, going to get so in. interesting. <clears throat> I was going to ask, like, what, uh, if, if you weren't playing this much, you obviously stayed with it a long time. Yeah. Uh, but you, oh, like, for some reason, you didn't realize it until then that you weren't playing? No, like, exactly. I didn't. Yeah. It, was, it was almost uh, just that, um, uh, I, you know, I like the camaraderie. I like the friendship. All my buddies played. I like being on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I still did. All right. I met girl. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, there was a social aspect of it that sure. was great. Um, but we were terrible. And then I was worse. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and it was a bad experience. The, the beauty of it is, the little wrap-up of it is, is that my senior year, they started a rugby club. And Greg, all the guys that were horrible. could you wrap this up for me? I'm going to wrap it up in a little bow for you. Mm-hmm. You're like, all the guys that were horrible at every sport in school joined the rugby club, and we went on to win the national championships, beating, uh, and we, we uh, beat a team from Langley uh, so in, here's, in Dayton, Ohio. Here's my question, here's my question about, yes. about that, this rugby issue yeah. here. Um, my, my, this is a, this is a, this is a, a deviation from our discussion of football, <laughs> but something that, that came to my mind when you discussed how the starting fullback went on to throw the hammer in the Olympics. Yeah. Have either of you guys ever had the urge to pull a Gina Davis and focus all your energy on a really weird sport so you can get into the Olympics? Just sit-ups. I just wanted to be really good at sit-ups. At Flo- point. Floor routine. <laughs> But, like, you know, Gina Davis did some particular kind of archery for three years yeah. straight. She quit yeah. acting to do archery. Yes, she did. Mm-hmm. And then she very nearly made it onto the U.S. Olympic team. Mm-hmm. Now, we live in the United States. I think that's probably a hindrance to this plan. It would be the, the best way to do this is to live in a tropical country and compete in the Winter Olympics. Yes, sure. Or something like that. But, but still, I mean, I feel like. I don't know, like how much time would you really have to dedicate to biathlon before you could make the U.S. biathlon team? Do you think if you spent five years, if you just spent five years, all your time that you weren't making the bare amount of money you needed to live, you were focusing on biathlon, you might make it into the Olympics? Here's what I think what's working against me doing that. I think you need just a general groundwork, a general base of physical fitness. (laughs) Which I don't have. So I would well, probably I, need I, a my, little extra time just becoming she ended fit. Up, she ended up on an archery range one day, mm-hmm. and somebody went, oh, my God, you have the thing. 
whatever right. it is, yeah. and she just followed it. You know what I mean? Like, you think? How you often know does what that I happen? Think. Like that never happens to me. I think an archery scout saw her in a league of their own and said, <laughs> "She's got it." You recognize it? The the grace of form, the elegance that's required to draw back the bow, the wit that's required to release <laughs> it. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, the candor, if you will, exactly. to be able to release it. Yeah, I just think that's what you can't like, hold anything back. I mean, but here's the thing: like, how many times in life have you? Uh, I mean, clearly, the, like, you've got now. I think 42 different podcasts. Right. You are. You found your medium. You are a broadcaster on on many levels, right? So you sort of found your thing. I certainly broadcast my uh, my deviant homosexuality I love uh, to it. the community. But I'm, but I'm saying it's like when you find those fair, pockets. deviant pedophilia. Yeah. You don't discern what the gender of the okay, child that's is. True. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. It really doesn't matter. Um, but when you find those pockets in life that you suddenly go, oh, my God, I'm good at this. Like you don't know it. And suddenly you go, well, I got to go down this path. Or what am I – you know, like I would, I would be remiss to not try it. So clearly she – she had that moment where she's like, I'm a fine actress and I'm a good looking yeah. lady. I can't do this forever. And if I miss this opportunity, because most things you try, I would imagine most people that try most things, you suck. Right. You go out, you hit a golf ball, you go, well, this is going to be torture for me to learn. Mm-hmm. It. Or tennis, you go, well, I like this, but I'm not, you know, you don't feel it. And then you you're hit- a little better at tennis than you were at golf, though. Always. Yeah. Because it's a better game. Yeah. It quite is honestly, better. it's a much better, <laughs> it's a it's a lot better game. It's Such a, a better quality. Game. Yeah. It's a much better game. Uh, but Wait. I think that those are those moments, you know, that you have where you suddenly go, oh, I guess I do this now, you know? Okay. Uh, this, actually, this was a, a – maybe while we're on this subject, Greg, you're, you're, you're banding now. You have Jordan, a I wanted is to this? talk about high school football just because – We can go back we to can, high school okay. football. Okay. Oh, we can, let's but, talk no, about but, the reigning monarchs no, 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 and their no, no, new no, CD. Put a pin in it. Put a pin in it. I don't want to put a pin in it. I want to blow it out. Okay. Can we please blow it out? There's issues about high school football that I want to discuss. Let's do it. Number one. It seems, and I'm not entirely sure about this, but based on my having seen one high school football game and then uh, the teams come out onto the field for the next high school state championship football game and having seen the movie Bring It On, mm-hmm. uh, it seems that all high school football games are essentially race wars. Is that correct or incorrect? Because the, my wife's cousin's team, literally every single person on the entire field was white. Yes. Literally every single person. I really looked, at Marin Catholic. That's so Is weird. This a, it's crazy. How but, did that happen? But here's the thing: I didn't even know there were there existed Catholic schools that were all black. I didn't even know. Oh, I, is this, I mean, a, was I this knew, an only Catholic school I knew, division? I, yeah, I knew intuitively wow. that there were black Catholics. Well, now here's something And certainly black students but, that went yes. to a Catholic school here, that's a, largely gonna, populated with Catholics of other ethnicities. I'm going to solve this for you. Okay. The Catholic schools can recruit. Yeah. So they oh. can find kids. But this they team. Can recruit, they can recruit. Okay, so they but can, here's so the they, thing. They find the best athletes that they can find. Here's the thing. Every guy, all best athletes are black. Every better people, all better people are black. By the way, every dude on the entire Marin Catholic team white. Every dude on the entire Sarah of Southern California uh, Catholic school football team black. Right, except for one giant Samoan guy. Right. and, you know, they were on the opposite side of the field. So there may have been a few. And that's the guy that stands in the middle and goes, come on, guys. Yeah. There may we? have been a few maybe <laughs> like, you know, mid-skin tone Dominican guys or something like that. It was I can't yeah. distinguish every single person's ethnicity from their forearm. Right. Which is what you can see. But it definitely seemed like a race war made me uncomfortable. 
Made me uncomfortable to root for the whites against the blacks. <laughs> I get it. But did you need to make a sign, though? I think that's where you went wrong. You made a sign. <laughs> well, you're supposed said, to make a sign for said, a sport. go whites. Right. Well, I, I, everyone else had a sign that said, go Wildcats. I thought that was a little bit played out. I mean, sure, the team is called the Wildcats, but what else do they all have in common? What else do they have in common? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> also, maybe go privilege wasn't yeah. a, uh, that uh-huh. seemed, wasn't a... That seemed awkward, too. That seemed awkward. I was really impressed. My, uh, my wife's cousin really put on an amazing show. He's a running back. Um, uh, uh, and in high school football, I mean... Uh, this guy, I can't imagine this guy in any other sport besides in any other level of football playing, uh, playing tailback and not fullback. But his technique was he just wouldn't get tackled. That was his technique. Not very fast at all. Not very agile. Right. But he would literally carry four guys five yards down the field. But now let me ask you that. Who, first off, who won? Uh, unfortunately, Marine, Marine Catholic lost. The other team was yeah. much better than they were. It, it's a miracle that Marine Catholic's there because in, in, the Marin, in the Marin County League, some years they can't field teams. Right. Because dudes are mountain biking and they're high. Yeah. They really cannot, or they decided to do soccer, which it was a big yeah. deal there. So, yeah, fi- soccer. Fo- so the fact that a championship disc team golf, came out of there is almost disc a miracle. Golf. Yeah. Yeah, disc golf, right? I mean, it, yeah, no, totally. Frolf. If you go to the Frolf Championship, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's all Marin teams. You're talking about Drake. You're yeah. talking about every 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 school in Marin. Yeah, Re- of course. Uh, Greg's alma mater, Redwood High School. Yeah. Um, if if there if fish tour through yeah. that area during during the fall, <laughs> there won't be football this year because everyone's right. going to be. Then they're still waiting for. It Jerry was certainly to come back. it was certainly a miracle that they made it there, and it was it was it was, in, it was in, I was inspired. Marine Catholic they played a very disciplined game, but they didn't have the athleticism of the other team, and I understand that that is a racist thing to say. In this context. Well, only when you point it out. <laughs> yeah. Because, because, uh, yeah, we're on a pretty good run. Might as well. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Okay, but let's, let's talk a little bit about the uh, sort of the miscellany that accompanied this game. Oh, can, I, can I make a comment about fish? Yeah, go for it. I have a buddy who went to something called Fish Fest recently. I guess mm-hmm. fish recently got back together, and uh-huh. they had a festival out on like the Indo Polo field where they have Coachella. Um, it's three days, and I just assumed... Uh, that it would be, you know, like fish would fish, headline the spaghetti incident. That's kind of what I was thinking. It'd be government fish. mule, sure, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, Black yeah. crows thrown in for good measure. Why not for the yeah for the Ozo Motley certainly for an ethnic right. Let's influence. do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't want it to be all white people. Mm-hmm. And finally, nope, can't think of another one. <laughs> oh, okay, it's fine. Don't okay. worry about it. Um, it's probably a compliment that you can't think of another. Sure. One. Anyways, yeah. I assumed that's what it would be, and I'm like, oh, who else is playing fish fat? He was going for all three days, and he was talking about he got getting a camping permit and stuff like that. Wow. Just fish. <laughs> fish would just... play like three different two hour sets in a day, and they would just sit there and listen to that one band for three days. That's just wow. that's just bizarre to me. Insane. Just, I can't. I don't like anything that much. Okay. Let- yeah, right? What do you, yeah, what can I <laughs> anything. listen to? I don't like anything that you much. You don't even like mm-hmm. you wouldn't even want to practice for three for three times in a one day with your own band. That I you play love in. and I lo- I could, there's nothing I like more than playing in my band and I still that would be too much. Yeah. So the, but, let's can we I want to talk about bands. This is one of the things I want to mm-hmm. talk about about this football game that yes. I watched. Um so for some reason Marine Catholic didn't have a band. They right. had a Rooter bus. That came down sure. from Marin to Southern California that was paid for by donations. I know this because there was a Jumbotron, and on the Jumbotron it said, thanks to the donors to the Marin Catholic Rooter bus. Yeah. So they brought down a busload of young people to this thing. The, right. There was at least as many Marin Catholic people there as there were people from this school in Southern California. There had to be a 1,000 people there. Right. 
Um, and uh, there's no band. Marin Catholic did not have a band. The other team did have a band, and it was a show band, you know, like uh, 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 like you might have seen in like a, your drumline film or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. A show band. But this show band, it was amazing because, you know, on the one hand, you know, Marine Catholic didn't have any band there at all, which, right. was, which was a little pathetic. But possibly more pathetic was that the other school had a band there, and it w- was a show band, and they had their show band outfits and the whole nine yards. But the band only had eight people in it. It was more of a show combo, I would say, right. than a show band. It's like they had, and, and in one of these bands, four of them are drummers. So they've got like four drummers, a saxophone, a sousaphone, and the one guy was playing a clarinet. That's one more member than we have in the Reigning Monarchs. <laughs> oh, exactly. we almost could have played I, there. I thought of a, another band that would be at uh, Fish Fest. Oh. Bad Brains. Oh, good. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Um, and <laughs> I, I question that, that suggestion. It seems like a bad, bad idea of a brand that would be there. They don't seem likely to be there. <laughs> no, they would totally be there. That's, but the, there would be the token punk band that would be there. Let's get those play, guys back together. They would together. do more reggae now. Okay, so, anyway. um, so there's the show band, and they have, the, the show band has a band leader who, um, uh, who's like the baton guy. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? You know about sure. this guy. He wears the giant tall hat yeah. and has a giant baton with giant balls on the end. Yeah. And he basically just prances around. Yeah. Like that's his main job. Like a pony. Like, like a show, he's, a, he's like sort of a show pony. He really – he, he does. That, they do dressage this, almost. He has the outfit on that uh, that a show pony in the Barnum and Bailey Circus would be exactly. wearing. Exactly. The hat and the baton and the whole yeah. nine yards. Yeah. You know, those ponies carry the batons. Yeah. And so he's doing his like – he's doing his like crazy dance – but this band that's following him is literally the least impressive band I've ever seen in my entire life. Sure. And they're not really doing any moves. Like, they're doing moves that would be impressive if there was 30 or 40 people in this band, which right. is the number of people that you would think would be in a band like this. Mm-hmm. Like, turns. They're basically doing turns. Yep. And they're synchronized turns, but it was a really sad situation. You know why <laughs> the band was so small? Why was the band Everybody so small? Everybody joined Glee. Yeah, you know, yeah. So that's, everybody's in glee. That's the new thing. That's the new thing. I'm not going out for band. I'm going out for glee because we can do mashups. Yeah, <laughs> people love to do mashups. That's people all. People love that's mashups. Yeah. That's, that's what I learned about glee is that people do mashups. Yeah, people love mashups. Glee, you know, sure. Yeah. The other thing that I noticed about this that I guess I had never noticed before is a is a a cheerleading cheerleading. Yeah. Is really weird. What is that? What is cheerleading? Yeah, what it's the, it, what it, is it's going the, on? It's the leading of cheers. Yeah, to uh, it's to uh, to pump up the crowd with the, uh, with kick pants, yeah. <laughs> which are the pants that go over the underwear, but they seem like the underwear, and they're almost just as good. And, <laughs> and you wait for those brief moments when you're like kick pants. No, I'm looking at them. They're sort of doing a dance, mm-hmm. but they're not actually doing a dance. I mean, that's the thing. Like in my mind, like I, if you go to the basketball game, you go to a professional basketball game. Sure. They have the you know the Golden State Warriors dancers, mm-hmm. and they're they're da- they're doing a dance they're doing a dance routine. I love that you went to a Warriors game. Well, I love that I love that in the scenario you had a Warriors game. So, <laughs> that was, that was so first, you're there with like six other guys. First basketball team, you right? You're in a sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a San Francisco native. That's the only professional basketball game right, I've been to. That. Is a Golden State Warriors you have game. To remind people that that's a basketball team. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Where's the Golden State? <laughs> 
<laughs> isn't, that, isn't that a cereal? Yeah. <laughs> you went to some sort of cereal game? So, but they're not doing a dance. These cheerleaders are not doing a dance. And at the same time, you're like, oh, well, they're just leading cheers. Mm-hmm. But they're not really leading cheers either. They're definitely not paying attention to what's happening in the football game and tailoring. I mean, outside of they seem to be aware of when their team is on defense, defense, defense. Right. Right. But other than that, there doesn't seem to be any game awareness going on here. No conception of that the game is happening by the cheerleaders. So you want them to, like, like make make routines and kind of improvise the well, routines I'm asking based them to on go, what's going on in the I'm game. I'm asking them to go either way. I'm happy if this is just a dance squad. If they want to be a dance squad, dance is certainly more legitimate right. than cheerleading. There's no doubt about that. But don't pretend to be into the game. But don't pretend to be following Don't pretend it and to then... be a part of the game. You can just do a dance at halftime. That's fine if you want right. to be the dance squad. Don't right. pretend to be a part of the game if you're just doing miscellaneous shit. Right. Which is definitely what they were doing. And they were doing a great job, I guess. Yeah. But what's weird is it's sort of like it, – it's one of these things that has gone to like four levels of abstraction. Like cheerleading, I feel like, has as much to do with uh, leading a team in – leading your fans in cheering mm-hmm. as the game of American football has to you know some Scottish guys kicking a pig's bladder around on a Scottish hillside. Sure. I feel that that maybe at the beginning of the game uh, they would be at, at, at the game's in, uh, inception. That they right. would have been good to have them just to give you the cues as to what was going on. Right. It seems like the American say, public. So it would be like large, they get ha- four we, downs, we, four tries to get ten yards. Right. <laughs> we as a as a nation don't have a trouble cheering at all right we, in fact we should there should be folks that actually go let's bring it down a notch day, right yeah. now let's go ahead and let's bring this face paint down and put the your shirt anger, on let's put your shirt on <laughs> take the anger down a notch yeah. why don't you let go of that guy's throat this is yeah. like because if you go for don't example flip over that car if yeah, yeah. you go to a professional my neck if mm-hmm. you go to a professional baseball game in japan they have uh they have groups of fans who have organized themselves to lead cheers so they'll they'll do cheers i can't remember the cheer squads or something like that they go to every game and the they de- have the these squads. cheers yeah <laughs> um they go to every game they assassinate uh rebel leaders sure. um they go to every game and lead these particular cheers that are their cheers and they all wear the same outfit and they all have a certain thing and they lead the whole crowd in doing a cheer that's related to what's happening in the game and right. the team, you know, et cetera. It, it makes sense. But cheerleading is – cheerleading has gotten – it's like a photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy. But then it's also completely perfected. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Right. Like who – what – like this thing is no longer a thing. But they have dedicated so much energy and passion to it that they have made a, a perfect, exact non-thing. Like it's not one level of abstraction. It's not just it's not just you know a simulacrum. It's not just the New Orleans district of Disneyland. It's like, and it's not even just the Chinese Disneyland, uh, the Chinese Disneyland knockoffs New Orleans district. Like you're going line by line down the project the uh, the progression of the simulacrum until you get to this sort of like completely unrecognizable thing. But then you dedicate, you know, 40 years of intense study, concentration, focus, and competitiveness, and you refine it to its finest point of nonsense insanity. 
that's kind of how I felt about watching the cheerleaders. I'm so sorry. I lost you at Chinese Disneyland. Okay. Yeah. Did you say Chinese Disneyland? Japanese what, Disneyland. What do you think you eat at Chinese Disneyland? Oh, my God. Think they have ducks in the window? It's I sort of, they do. It's sort of like this. Imagine a great master's painting that's been photocopied ten times. Like yes. the photocopy of the photocopy of the photocopy. Right. And then if art students spent four years learning to paint from that, four, from that fifth generation photocopy. Well, I think what maybe more what it is is that that's a... That would be the pop surrealist movie. You act and, like uh, you've never seen Bring It On, Jesse. It's a, I have seen Bring It's, it a, on. it's a club. It's a sort of a race war type situation. Yeah, it's like a, it's race, a race war, war if yeah. I understand uh, it yeah. correctly. Yeah, it's just like it's a club at school, and there's there and they have to put together this routine, and if, and there's no other place that uh, people wouldn't come and just watch that. So there was a real. But you also realize that they, these are all these these you know you still remember these are tiny human beings that have not figured out life at all. So sure. Yeah. The, the, the social aspect and what's actually <laughs> going on in the huddle. And amongst these girls and where they're going to go tonight and who's going to go home and have sex and who's going to go home and masturbate. Like, there's so much other... <laughs> they talking about who's going to go home and masturbate. Right, there's guys... Like, hey, you going to masturbate? <laughs> I don't know. I don't Mike, know. I've only been doing it for a short time. It's still <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's just... There's so much... When you think about high school, there's so much other stuff going on. You know, you're watching it now purely like, you know, as cheerleader and football team. But there's just so many other layers, as you recall from high school, that that are going on that have just – it's almost weird that a game's actually happening. You have to understand, Greg, that part of the context for this is that I went to a high school that – Where did you go to high school? I, I went to high school. No, where? Uh, it was School of the Arts in San Francisco. Uh-huh. Um, and at my high school, we had a golf team for one year. Right. Until we were kicked out of the league. Right. Um, and the golf team had a joke cheerleading squad. Right. Made up of dancers from the school. Right. That thought cheerleading was funny. Right. And went to cheer and thought it would be funny to have a cheerleading squad right. for a golf team since that was our only sports team. Right. So and that and then they got and then we got kicked out of the league. So that's the some, that's the whole firsthand experience I have with this world. Yeah, I mean it's a very like you know having grown up in it, and I grew up in like just take dazed and confused and place that on my you know muscle. I was yeah. you know I had a muscle car. Uh, you know the the, the cheerleaders were hot, and then we're going to soon become young moms that were no longer hot and Republican. It just, there there was there really was like it was and and in and in in eighty one when I was a senior. Uh, that if you you either played sports or you weren't cool, like there was no being in a band wasn't people didn't do that. The, it, you uh, guys that had guitars were almost burnouts or weirdos or like art. Like there was a very especially growing up in Marin, it was the pinnacle of the uh, of where you could be socially if you could get involved in that. See, this is kind of different for me because uh, uh, when I was in high school, the football players also were the guys who played in bands, and they were like punk bands too. I mean, oh. like like you know, they're kind of like. Blink one eighty two. You grew up in yeah. the Rollins generation. Yeah, sure. <laughs> technically, of, you know, Jordan. Technically, I think it would be fairer to say that he maybe grew up in the in the. I think Blink one eighty two generation is a is a fairer. Sure, Jordan's yeah, from Orange County. Yeah, he, he grew up in a he, he grew up in a world he he grew up in a world where the punk rock was made by mooks. Yeah, well, social distortion. You're right there. Yeah, you know, sure, the, these sure. guys are angry about not being able to buy up. Yeah, you know I mean, like nobody, they can't get anyone to get beer for them. <laughs> like that is as punk as it got for them. They were mad at the government, but if you actually asked them to explain government, it's a vague, it a it's long, a vague, like so, yeah. stand, re- stand up, fight, fight back, <laughs> fight back. How I Kick don't ass. know. Don't ask me. I'm just in Pennywise. 
I'm just a guy who's in Pennywise. No, yeah. okay, so so we there's this old stigma that maybe Jesse and I are only know by seeing it in movies. Uh, cheerleaders date the football players. Is yes. that is this, was that real to you? Did, um, were you suspected to pair up with a, someone from the cheerleading squad? It, it did happen. Okay, it definitely did happen. Do you feel like you were socially pressured into? But it, I always felt like if a cheerleader was going out with me, she wasn't going out with a football player. So oh, okay. what was she doing? Yeah, really, right. you pick the guy whose uniform stays clean the entire time. He has not had to wash his game. You're uniform basically once. the girl on the team. I don't You're know. You're the what girl I was who, who's a backup receiver, backup kicker, and just insists on being I'm, on the team. I'm yeah. a special team. They didn't wouldn't get rid of me. And uh, uh, but I um uh yeah exactly. Like I'm not really sure. What I was doing there, except to, oh, except for forging, I believe, a career in comedy. Like, I recently yeah. found out I I knew my dad only as I mean I knew that my dad had been my my dad grew up in the fifties in the very very much in the fifties. My dad's a little bit older for for how old I am, and he he really grew up in the kind of American graffiti. And um, you know he he went into the service out of uh, high school and became uh, you know crazy bohemian whatever afterwards. But in high school, I only knew that he had gone to high school in Glendale here in Southern California, yeah. and that he had been like I think he was student body president and president of the student court or something like that. Like so, I just figured he was kind of a genial nerd. And I found out the other day he just mentioned to me in passing. That he, uh, well, for one thing, he started using speed in high school, which caught me by surprise. Yeah, sure. And and this is like this is like you know Benzedrine or something. This is like Greenies. Right. This is like Johnny Cash speed. I love it. And, <laughs> yeah, that's the good speed. Yeah, that's a good speed. And um, so that caught me by surprise. And then also uh, he ha- he just mentioned offhandedly that he dated every girl on the cheer squad. Wow, every single one. <laughs> That's- he mentioned it to me in the context of the fact that his dad, his dad, my my grand, my my late grandfather used to, worked for uh, what is now Man Theaters, was then Fox Theaters, right? And um, he had a pass, so he had a pass to Fox Theaters. So my dad could go to the movies for free anytime he wanted. Wow! So my dad was like, "Well, yeah, it was great for my dating life because I would go on lots of dates because I could go to the movies as many times as I wanted." And and anyway, I ended up dating the whole cheer squad. Well, it's different back then. What 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 they consider dating is just cupping someone's shoulder from behind. <laughs> <laughs> just a just a tiny cup and pat on the shoulder. What well, we you, would consider something you would really do true. to get someone's attention. If it was attention. a love match, you so got your married. Dad, your dad yeah. is how old? My dad's like sixty five. Sixty five. So my dad's my dad is seventy seven. And uh, uh, in his time, actually, what dating was was if you put your raccoon coat. Yeah. Onto a woman. Yeah, I think actually he clubbed people over the head. I think he's that old. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, and then dragged him into his cave. You do yeah, some no, pole sitting. But they, uh, you can get a girl to do some pole sitting with pole you. Uh, now, Jesse, Holy Greg cow. had gone back to caveman days. You're okay, going back sorry. to the twenties. I love the twenties. I'm just saying we have to go back to amoeba. Oh, if sorry. We want to continue Let's go back. The Let's go further back. What Let's you had to do if you back. wanted to date I just someone got was really divide excited. your cells. Look, if Greg had, if Greg had listened to more episodes of Jordan Jesse Go, he would know that. Any time, any there's any opportunity to bring bring up the glory days of the 1920s and 30s and college culture in that time. Sure, uh, we, we wouldn't miss the opportunity to cram a few more references into a phone booth. Oh, sure. I love it! Yep. I was just about to mention the phone uh-huh. booth. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. so your dad your dad was uh, your dad was in the in the uh, dance contest where they my two, dad was who in can the, dance but, the longest. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my dad. It's a hot jazz. That was yeah. a bootlegger. Right. And 
No, he, uh, 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 my dad dated quite a bit uh, as well. But, like you said, dating, I think, wasn't as difficult a thing to do as it is now because uh, it didn't lead anywhere, really, right. at that point. But um, I looked at his high school football picture, and if I had only now seen it's just, that before, now I it goes straight football. to anal. Right, it goes goes straight to <laughs> yeah. no. I, well, we can discuss this even more. It's already. <laughs> I, I think we should. I, I Who's conver- creepy now? I was having a conversation with someone about why the new music. The the the. the um, You're talking uh, about your Jay Z, your rappers. No, I'm talking about your, your dirty projectors and your okay. and your and your, your grizzly bear yeah. and why it's so twee and why it's it, it it's while it all sounds great, it doesn't sound like anybody wants to have sex with anybody. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, it's so it's, like. Let's just right. castrated. Exactly. There's no there's no gravitas to it. And I said, and I, such high and I, actually had this, I actually had this conversation with John Hamm, and I was saying we were talking about music, and then, and I said, I said, Don Draper like the kids, kids don't want to have sex, and uh, he said, no, they want to have sex. With, they want to have sex with John. They've already, Hamm. they've already, mm-hmm. but they've already had it. Right. They've already oh. had it. This is the ennui that follows. I'm like, that's so sad. At 18, 19, that kids are already like, yeah, what's next? Like it's way. Too- All they have left is John Hamm. And the, and Ham's habitable. If yeah. you if you uh, sure, if you're very accessible, area. he loves he's to ha- got he a, he's hang got out. He's got a Facebook. <laughs> he's got a. He'll <laughs> hang out. The other day, I, my wife and I went out to dinner to eat some uh, hamburger sandwiches, and uh, they sat us down. You know how sometimes in a restaurant there will be a long bench and then tables uh, along the bench with chairs on the other side of the tables. Yeah, sure. Um, so they sat us down on this bench, and sitting right next to me at the next table, but along the same bench is John Ham. Now I don't know John Ham at all. But I we you do. don't know. <laughs> I was going to say John Ham from a ham sandwich, but you know who he is. <laughs> yes, of course you do. Um, uh, now we do know people who know John Ham. Our friend Scott Ackerman, who's been on this program, is sure. old, old pals with John Ham. Yeah, uh, yeah. Our friends uh, Matt Belknap and Jimmy Pardo are friends with John Ham, and he's he's been on their uh, show many times. Yep. Um, he's a comedy fan. Yeah, he's he a, was a go a funny, to Largo guy. He yeah, was a, and a go funny, watch comedy guy. And a funny guy himself. Yeah. A very a very funny guy. I've, yeah. I've seen him do, you know, your match games and your other, you know, things that yeah. uh, where he's on Guest a panel star and, on 30 Rock. And you know, he's he's not a he's not a comedian, but he's a, he's a very funny considering yes. how handsome he is. Almost yes. upsettingly so. <laughs> yeah. And um yeah. And, and so we're sitting next to John Hamm and I cannot tell you a more distracting thing to be doing when you're trying to eat dinner than sitting next to John Hamm. Because here we are. Number one, my wife has to deal with the fact that she's presented with a choice between looking at me or John Hamm, which is a fucking train wreck. There's no way to spin that. You know what I mean? There's no way to spin. Even when he's got the hair, even when he's got the hair down, it, he just looks more accessible. I've met him twice, and the first time I met him was at Largo, and we were backstage, and he was standing in front of a mirror. So uh-huh. I had to see me while I was looking at him. <laughs> oh. And then I was like, how do I become – I was trying to become more handsome as I talked to him. <laughs> sure. Like I was like, hey, nice to t-. – like I couldn't – I was like, like if I look at myself in the mirror and I get up in the morning, I'm like, yeah, you're doing all right, kid. You put yourself next to John Hamm, you're like, why do I have a face? Yeah. Why so do I'm I always... even bother with skin? So this whole it... dinner, I'm sitting next to him and, and having – and my wife's having that experience. My wife, who loves me very much and finds me very attractive according yep. to what she tells me. Yeah. And uh, so that's one awkwardness. The other awkwardness is, in my mind, I'm like, you know, I should really say something to John Hamm because, A, I think he's fantastic. B, I'd love to have him on The Sound of Young America sometime. Yeah. Uh, C, I actually sincerely know we sincerely have mutual friends. Like, people who I would consider my friend, like Matt and Jimmy, would consider him their actual friend. Like, they see each other. So I'm like, I could should, should just introduce myself to him. But there's no way to do that. And here's the thing. 
my wife pointed this out immediately after they left, and I thought it was a very canny observation. If we had been sitting at a different table, like if we had been sitting 15 feet away, yes, I could have gone up and said, oh, hi, I'm sorry to inter- interrupt you. I, I, my name's Jesse. I'm a friend of Matt and Jimmy's. I, I just wanted to introduce myself and, you know, and say hi. Uh, you know, I've, I've always enjoyed your work at the UCB and stuff like that. Um, and then he would say, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. And I'd be like, you know, I have a public radio show. I'd love to have you come on at some time, you sure, know. And, sure, and, and he likes the public. Yeah, exactly. And, sure. and, then, and then I could walk away with some class. Yeah. Walk away with some, retain some dignity. Mm-hmm. When he's sitting three feet from you, there's no way for me to turn to him, interrupt his conversation. Number one, me turning to him is not a good enough reason to interrupt his conversation, whereas me walking up almost is. And because it's more of an event, me walking up is more of an event. Me turning to him, I can obviously hear his conversation. I could hear that he's talking and I'm interrupting something. So I can't turn to him. But the most important thing is there's no escape route. So once we're done, we've got what? Five sentences to exchange? Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Handful. You know, Ham will actually give you another five. You get to. Okay. So he's very gracious. He doesn't have to. No, yeah, he, doesn't he doesn't have, have to, to and he will. but he does. Actually, what, here's what would have happened. An Emmy. Is he would have told you that he had loved Jimmy Pardo's podcast, that he was on the podcast at Thon, then you tell him about your thing, then he'd ask you about it. It's conceivable, Jesse, that he has, uh, if not doesn't know who you are, has listened to your uh, uh, podcast. Conceivable. He's, he's and in, and in, I thought, here's, and it was a good opportunity for me because I had just been, I would just been on Never Not Funny. I know Ham actually listens to Never Not Funny. He does. So I could have said, you know, like, oh, I was actually on last week's Never Not Funny with with Matt and Jimmy. And that would have given me enough credibility to, you know, worst case scenario, have a genial exchange that I could later follow up with an email to, you know, Jimmy Rockerman that says, hey, could you forward this over, this invitation to come on my show over to him? Or even it could have best case scenario email address. But now you're on. But, but then but you open it up. You're on. Now you're on a date. Now yeah. you're on a double date. Now with we're him on a group. His, was he with his wife? He was with. Uh, he was with some friends. I think yeah. he may have been also with his wife. But yeah. he was. He was with some friends. He was yeah. with his nine mistresses. Yeah, we had that with uh, Leonard Cohen. He was with your wife, actually. Now that I think about oh, it, oh, that is hurtful. <laughs> and also, she's got great taste. Yeah. Yeah. I love her. And you know what? She's got self esteem and allows her to date handsome. Yeah, men. yeah. Uh, she, uh, we sat next to Leonard Cohen at. Uh, restaurant and he commented on our drink and then we and then now we were in that situation of do right we, do we continue he actually you, barked, were, you guys were drinking one of those giant tiki punch bowls he filled wanted with us, rum. No, he wanted us to try some sort of uh mojito a non-alcoholic mojito drink okay uh, at ammo and uh so we did and he said he was he's actually he, he actually it. he's a rep for ammo just to clarify mm-hmm. leonard sure. cohen's been working for ammo he's sort of a get the party started uh, he really gets it started I think he I wears a plunger on it, his head it, 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 he'll it, he'll carry around shots in vials yeah can i tell you something you're gonna get old get old like that guy yeah, yeah. you know you were talking about that with uh, the sartorialist the other day about pictures of old men and guys that older guys that look how you can make it look good in the future that it doesn't all have to go to you know to hell yeah Unbelievably well dressed on a Sunday morning, yeah. but but we were in now we were in a do we keep talking to Leonard Cohen and he yeah. sort of seemed open he opened himself to us so now he's at our table and it was weird it, it did get weird so I think you made the right choice yeah. I think you made the right choice I think you but always the, make but the, the right thing choice is, I, I made the choice but man it was a tough choice to live with for twenty minutes while we're eating our hamburgers and trying to figure out what's going on sure mm. there's it's all up in the air. Everything's roiling. Did you enjoy it's the a hamburger? roiling, broiling, boiling spot of discomfort and not sure what to do next. Yeah. Was this at McDonald's? It might not have been him. 
It's conceivable. Yeah. Now yeah, that I was. think about it, is John Hamm Latino? <laughs> um, okay, we'll be back in Hambon. just a, We'll yes. be back Hambon, in just a right? second on yes. Jordan Jesse. Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Of course, Candace Bergen is here with us. (laughs) The delightful Candace Bergen from... What's Miles Silverberg really like? (laughs) (laughs) We don't have time, honey. Um, Oh, a little uh, onset romance? How about that? Oh, boy. I could could tell. Like, I could tell when you guys were on screen that there was a little something. Something delicious. There's a little pop of credibility. Okay, Jordan, here on Jordan Jesse Go. Um, we invite you, the listeners, to sponsor our program. So for a personal message, we'll, we'll take 100 bucks. We'll sure. let you sponsor one, one of our programs. For a commercial message, we'll take 150 bucks. We don't care. We want to, we're, we're here to support you and get $150. Mm-hmm. That's our goals. Support mm-hmm. you, get $150. It's basic, Jordan. Yeah. It's basic. Now, we have a great sponsor this week. These are young people. I like it when young people are, are creating something. Sure. Jordan, a, a lot of people don't like that. Like a clubhouse. Sure. You like it when young... Are we sponsoring a clubhouse? We're... Just, we're well, I was going to say we're sponsoring a young team of detectives, but that's actually the uh, uh, the mystery, the, the premise of the Derek comedy film Mystery Team ah. um, is a young team of detectives, so it's a little bit too au courant. Sure. Um, we are like clubhouse. Our sponsor this week is a, uh, a young sketch comedy group. Everybody's oh. making these filming these video comedy sketches and putting them on the internet. Mm-hmm. They're called ironic t-shirt. Um, now uh, I was concerned when they said, when the, I got an email that said ironic t-shirt, Jordan, Jesse go sponsorship, mm-hmm. uh, that maybe this would be someone wanting to sponsor our show. To br- to promote their ironic t shirt, like Ninja Turtle t shirt. This is yeah, well, I love it. This mm-hmm. is, as far as I can tell, a this is an ironic use of the ironic t shirt. Yes, which I honestly can't endorse. I can't endorse that. Mm-hmm. It's just too much. It's freaking me out. Sure. Um, but I will certainly endorse uh, people checking out uh, ironicttshirtcomedy.com to check out some of their comedy videos. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about you can check out Last Words. You can check out Employee of the Month. You can check out Muerto. You can check out Second Chances, Badminton, Dead Men Don't Play Strings. Is Muerto in Spanish? Uh, it, well, it certainly features a man with a, with a comical mustache. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Looks like high production values on these. Yeah, these are, this is not bullshit. These are people. This is a. This is a. Uh, uh, this is a group that is doing their shit. They got. Uh, they got their old sketches from before they graduated from college in a category called the college years, which of course I endorse. Sure. I support that. Um, and I think you should go check it out. Ironic T shirt comedy dot com. Where's their home base? I don't know. Let me look. At, let me click on about here on their website. Um, they were founded at Bowdoin College. Mm. Bowden College. Bodoin College. Bodine? Yes. Matthew Bodine. They're at University of Bodine. Poutine. Uh, College. At Poutine? Yes. At Punani. Yeah. Oh, they went to Punani U. <laughs> Putai. They are they live yeah. here they live here in Los Angeles. They were uh 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 they're here in Los Angeles. They 
they uh, they got back together after uh, graduating from college. They've got a variety of people in doing the thing. They they hope to become the next uh, uh, what's that thing called? Lonely Mon- Island. Monty Python. Monty Python. Lonely Island. Monty Python. They're setting their they're setting their standards higher in yeah. your conception of this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Silly anti-comedy or uh, game-changing forever comedy or slightly. Okay, so ironicttshirtcomedy.com is where you should visit. And we'll put up the link. uh, We'll put up the link in the the message uh, board thread for uh, this week's program. We'll be back in just a second with more Jordan Jesse. Go. It's Jordan Jesse. Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Candace Bergen here with us, the great Candace Bergen. Yeah, what Candace Bergen's up? attractive, right? I find her really attractive. Um, maybe in two thousand nine, we're we're too far down the line, but yeah, I even find early nineties Candace Bergen attractive. No, I'm going to make you a party of one. You're on incorrect that in this particular. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I mean, I like her. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with her, her with co- her with her personality. Sure, she seems great. <laughs> she seems awesome. I was going to say, if I mean, if we're looking at the a little most too husky, ball- that voice is a little too husky for me. If I'm going to go that husky, I'm going to go Lauren Bacall. Okay, you know. So if, you're, you're about- really you're really only willing to have one husky. Just one. Yeah. I can only have you're one woman with a team. huskier you're voice than mine. Yeah. Yeah, you're stable. Yeah, I can't have a team of huskies. Uh, uh, unless you're I'm not making a, a Cuba Gooding Jr. movie. Yeah. <laughs> then bring on the huskies because we're locked in, Snow Dog. Um, and if happening? we're talking about the most bonkable members of the Murphy Brown cast, I think that uh, distinction goes to Miss Faith Ford. Yeah. Come on, Faith. Yeah. <laughs> How are you? What happened to Faith Ford? I don't know. I couldn't they tell you. She had a daytime talk show, I believe. I, seems, those are a dime like a dozen. Yeah, I'll just hand those out. We'll hand them out to just about anybody. I'm in Talks, you know what? What's what's this woman called who's got a daytime talk show? Bonnie Hunt. I watched. She the had bo- it. I watched. She did. They just they just gave her the really? uh, they giving her the axe. I was just gonna say how I watched it one time. I found her really engaging and funny. She's funny. She was she's a, really pleasant. She was, uh, yeah, she's she can be Bonnie Hunt's funny. funny but you know, time. let's be honest. They'll give anybody a daytime talk I mean, show. Jesus, it doesn't Any take fucking anything asshole. but just it you just, just need it doesn't one take anything but just fucking being a carbon based life form with one thought fucking, in your head. If you, <laughs> Jesus, how about that guy? <laughs> yeah, right. What's he doing? <laughs> let's put him on the show. Yeah. Greg Barron, of course. You might you might remember the Greg Barron show. Go ahead and syndicate it. Um, one of the funniest guys, one of the funniest guys in the business. Now, Jordan, you've got to get to your you've got to get to your commercial fitting. You booked a sure. commercial one week after we spent an entire program with Paul F. Tompkins complaining about auditioning for commercials. Yes. Uh, congratulations, and congratulations to the Sprint Corporation for making the right choice. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Um, uh, uh, so we, so we got to get out of here. We're, we're going to skip momentous occasions this week because we're just plumb out of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but fucking Greg Barron, right? Yes. How about Greg it? Greg Barron. Thanks, man. No, Greg, I really enjoyed it. Greg Barron has a brand new comedy CD and DVD. Right. You can choose your medium. You can choose your meeting with that. You can, both I, you will, can iTunes it, Amazon it. Both will cost you nine ninety nine to eleven ninety nine. Both are a bargain. This almost a steal. I would suggest that you buy it in both media because you don't want to just get the DVD for home viewing and then rip the audio for on the go listening. I love it. I say you get both. I say get both. Why not? It makes it easier. Does this item have a title? It's called Greg Barron is that guy from that thing. Greg Barron is that guy from that thing. Because people recognize Greg Barron from the Greg Barron show, from the Oprah Winfrey television program, uh, they from recognize his various me. late night television they, they appearances, go, are you from that guy? Sex in the City. Right. They'll go, are you that guy from that thing? Or build me a house. And then we do 10 minutes of explaining that I'm not Ty Penny. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Great. That's why I went with now I've just straight pompadour. I was when I went, you know what? Fine. Let me just, just go ahead and become part of the road crew for Social Distortion or the Cadillac Tramps. But I'm going to go ahead and just <laughs> let's just go straight retro with it. No spiky uh, at all. I'm great. so glad somebody's on the show who can make Social Distortion jokes. This I is love great. It. Greg, Barron, Greg Barron, sincerely one of the one of the funniest guys in America. A guy who can, um, I think this is probably my greatest endorsement of Greg Barron. A guy who can uh, talk about something like a social distortion that really means nothing to me, could not mean less <laughs> to me, and I will be fucking rolling around on the floor laughing, enjoying Greg Barron's comedy. Uh, one, of the, one of the great comedians. And you know what? Greg Barron, also a rock and roll star. Star might be strong. But, star strong. Yeah. yeah. Star strong. Might uh, be an overstatement, but... Yeah. Um, Member of a band. Rock and roll guy. I like to make music. I make music with He's, my band, The Reigning Monarchs. It's a, it's a surf and ska combo for those that don't like lyrics. And who needs to hear anything that a 46-year-old has to say? But sure. do you enjoy my music? This is my point. It's great for yeah. scoring your home movies. Scoring your home movies, for driving. Um, you can Especially skank, if... You can skank to it a little bit. I mean, it, you can it really, put it on a dance. It does help if your, uh, if your home movies feature, like... Uh, clean-cut guys in Pendleton shirts. It'd be great if a guy had a Tribbly hat on. It really is <laughs> awesome if you're wearing an Argyle sock uh, yeah. or a sweater vest of any kind because yeah. that's where you and I meet sartorially. We yeah. love the clothing. Looking at a sweater vest or a... Yeah, sure. Absolutely. If you know who Tom Brown is, and the, then yeah. you go ahead and get the record. Yeah, go ahead exactly. and do it. And a, and a fondue set. And hey, look, I'll tell you I've, this. I've if you know looking- Tom Brown is spelled T-H-O-M... B-R-O-W-N-E, yeah. then get two. You need oh, to get go two. Go ahead, get two of them, please. Yeah. Yeah. I've been looking for some music to sneak around to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, will that work? It's perfect for sneaking around. Yes! It's exactly that kind of music. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a sort of a... It's a when you say Sky, it's, it's more, sort of more a 60s... Uh, it's basically 60s pop instrumentals. It's really yeah. got like... It's got a little bit of Sky in it, but it's got a little bit of surf. It's got a little bit of country, a little bit of noir, a little bit of... There's a little bit of faux jazz in it, but, uh, and then a little bit of... There's a little bit of clash rhythms. We've got some punchy clash rhythms, and there's a horn section. It's and, like a uh, fun. It's like a fun, cool music to put on when you're taking care of business around the house. Yeah. You're, you're doing something, and like I said, great for home movies. It's music for if I had my own store and I sold clothes. Okay, uh, right. You, know. you aspired to have your own store at one point. I the uh, uh, we saw each other at the uh, uh, Bumper Shoes Music Festival. Yeah, um, and we love Bumper Shoes. Bumper <laughs> yeah. Shoes, and you. And you, where I met my wife. You were, uh, you were really at that bumper show. No, the one before. She was up there trying to a couple years, many years before, trying to sign uh, Sunny Day Real Estate. Hold on, is your is your wife band of horses? My wife is band of horses. My wife is a well, tall, say, tall, say, sweaty, bearded man with uh, a tattoo and a really, really stinky flannel. Yeah. I was going to go Robert Pollard from Guided by Voices. <laughs> yes, she's also yes, that's better. Jordan. That's good. That's Thank really you. good. Uh, congratulations. That's why. That's why you're working for Sprint, and I'm I'm here in the home studio making podcasts. Yes. Yeah, it took me, took me forever to think of that bad brains remark. Yeah, and it didn't really make sense. I'm still not no, on board yeah. with hippies, it. That's the punk rock band that hippies would be listening to. It's for but white But they hippies. don't listen to punk rock bands. That's no, the they essential. No, they would be, rock, they'd they be so upset by it. I mean, they no, would they go... No, like, they, they like to just think because they're musically they diverse and no, they, they pick a couple they, of punk rock bands. One of them is bad brains. Here's what I feel like. They would see the dreads. They would see the dreads. They would think one of the Marleys is there because they're all vaguely racist as well as being hippies. And then once the madness ensued, they'd fucking be angry they felt betrayed yeah they'd you be can't scared. be a black man yelling at me the i don't most understand recent it bad they're like reggae albums the past couple of bad brains records they would like that i don't know okay well hippies call in do you like bad brains i think that you do <laughs> i'm not buying jamaicans it. hate the gays give us a call 
Jamaicans hate the gays. Give us a call. 996-7272-1413 is your number. Call in for party cash. That's our topic today. Oh, Jamaicans hate the gays. Greg, are you? Are you? Do you have any of these? Uh, are, you've had recently. You've been. You've been doing uh, television, television programs, internet television programs. Are any of these things active that we should be making sure to mention before we go? Any of these things happening no. right now? Am I on anything right now? Well, yeah, you had. No. I mean, you had the. You had a television program. You had an internet television program for a while. You were making some kind of video series out of your apartment. Yep, I was doing out of your I was, garage. Out of the garage. I was doing a, a series of Ask Gregs. Yeah, uh, uh, with two cameras. So that was exciting. Jib Ooh, shot. Two we had a jib. Tiny jib. It was, I just <laughs> wanted to work with a tiny jib. Get some rails. Do you, you have a tiny rails jib? In there? Let's get in there. Put it on Let's rails. It I think they're going to be at Fish Fest next year. Tiny jib. <laughs> yeah. T- Chip's going to be there. Our theme music, Love You by the Free Design, courtesy of Light in the Attic Records from Kites Are Fun, the best of the Free Design, a great last-minute holiday gift. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, so basically, uh, fuck yeah, what a great time to have Greg Barrett here. Uh, Thank you. Uh, we'll see you next time right here on Jordan, Jesse, Go. Jordan, Jesse, Go.